All right, wait, wait a minute here. Yeah? Yeah. All right, all right, so uh, so try it now. Great, 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 great. Yeah, go, go ahead. How's the sound out there? Am I uh, coming through clearly? I can't really tell from here. I, I don't think the hand is so bad. Oh, yeah. Sounding great. Okay, this is Fuse Box number 195. Is it in? And you <laughs> kind of brings out the adolescent in all of us, don't it? Brings out. <laughs> Hell, he never left. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, hello friends, and welcome in to this, the 195th edition of Fusebox, improperly entitled, Is It In? And uh, you can just plug that wherever you want to, friends. Yeah. I'm your hanging by a thread, but with the tray tables in a fully upright position, host, Mark Rose, and over there, now officially, Crown Prince of the Cable Ties, the Maharaja of the Meters, Milk canes, everybody. Thank you kindly. Well, we did it, my friend, and uh, thank you kindly for all your uh, expert assistance and uh, cable management wrangling over the last week or so as we did a significant upgrade to this here room. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure, man. Uh, took a bit longer than I thought, but... Uh... Yeah, it always does, though, right? Uh, and uh, for uh, for those who are just joining us and uh, have not heard our uh, past description of this uh, remarkable transition, <laughs> we've been in the process of uh, updating the studio here with new stuff. Uh, the computer, the uh, very, very long-in-the-tooth Mac Pro from uh, 2009 was uh, finally and uh, most graciously retired. And a uh, Mac Studio is now sitting in its spot over there. Uh, and also a, uh, a new audio interface from the highly respected folks at uh, Universal Audio, the uh, X8P. Now is the engine of this uh, recording setup. Yeah, that's a, that's a sweet box, bro. I mean, hell, just running audio through it sounded better. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's pristine, isn't it? Of course, we were not without our delays and setbacks. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you got to expect that. Yeah. I mean, you did say you didn't want to migrate anything over, and you, you, you wanted to do a fresh install of everything, so... Uh, yeah, and I still say that was a good plan, as uh, some of that stuff was just not going to make the jump to the new Mac OS without some serious complaining and uh, perhaps to borrow a uh, Windows term... Not without fatal errors. Yeah, coughing up blood, at least. Yeah. But we did it. And uh, thanks again for the help, my friend. It, it really, really, really was a big help. You betcha. So, uh, in other newsification, we are just a mere five shows away 
from our Shudder 200th program. That blows my mind. Still. <laughs> yes. I second that, Mr. Keynes. Truly. Uh, we've got some uh, fun plans for that show, and we'll go into that as we get closer to the date. But uh, really, really looking forward to that one. We just had a production meeting the other day about that one, and uh, I... You know, honestly, sometimes I think we should just roll tape, so to speak, on one of those uh, board meetings. (laughs) I mean, we get some great stuff going on on those things. (laughs) You know what? I hear that's how J. Edgar Hoover got some of his best material, too. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So stay tuned. Uh, We'll have uh, more to share on that shortly. And speaking of sharing, I also wanted to share that uh, we have officially begun our monthly slot on uh, KXRW and KXRY FM stations in the uh, Pacific Northwest out here. Uh, Vancouver, Washington and uh, Portland, Oregon, respectively. That is officially the first Wednesday of the month on those stations uh, that you can hear this program. And uh, you can stream them both at your uh, convenience as well. And uh, I've placed uh, links down there in that area uh, in the show notes for those who might want to try that out. And uh, I got to say, we're just about as happy as a pangolin at a 20-foot-tall termite mound. Well, you know, it usually works the other way around. Well, first you're on radio, and then it's a podcast, too. <laughs> you know, though, backwards is a normal state in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Par for the course, as they say. In any event, uh, most grateful to have the broadcast opportunities for this program. Truly, truly, truly. Okay, a brief reset coming up, and then we shall uh, be right back with more highly insightful and revelatory content after this brief break. Um, you're gonna rant? Uh, yeah. I see. The show for everybody. But not everybody will like it. Fuse Box. Alrighty, friends. Can I just take a moment to comment on the phenomena that plagues us the world over? Bring it. Well, it involves the idea of standardization. What? You mean like uh, things all being alike? Or Or in this case, the opposite. On one hand, we see this intention to have um, everything just lock up to everything else and endeavor to conform to a philosophy or a way of life or some kind of belief system. Yeah, you know, in most cases, it starts a war if you don't fall into whatever the belief is. Well, clearly, yes, clearly that occurs. As a matter of fact, we're watching that version of it right now with Ukraine, of course. Now, an interesting opposite of this uh, lockstep occurs in industry. (laughs) We just encountered it last week. Oh, I see where you're going, bro. <laughs> I know. And in view of the seriousness of many of the events on our globe at the moment, it may seem the utmost trivial, a decidedly um, first world problem, surely. 
But how many times, how many damn times have you just tried to connect one piece of something to another piece of something and found that, well, you can't in any way at all. You cannot get there from here. At least, not without some esoteric connector or a cable or a widget or a metric-sized washer, a screw, a bolt, a zircon-encrusted fastener, some kind of... <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> well, it, it, is it not strange, you know, with a dollop of aggravating and a little quivering side of infuriating, that really nobody, <laughs> nobody, positively nobody, can take the rather simple step, one would think, simple anyway, a simple step to standardize the thing that truly needs to be standardized. Well, here's the thing. Then the parts manufacturer would be losing potential cash. But it seems to me, if, if you make a widget that was universal, you'd sell a hell of a lot more of a single part. It would be easier to make, right? It would be easier to sell, and, and in the end... You'd make more money not having to create all these infernal parts for different sizes and things. And, you know, and at the same time, cut your loss leaders down. You know what I mean? Parts you make that have absolutely little or no demand for. Yeah, I hear you, but it's never going to happen, bro. A lot of these manufacturers seem to design for their own end purposes. In other words, it, it may be an actual incentive to have something so proprietary that uh, you have to get it from them. If everything was universal, then, then you'd bet there would be some discount place that would uh, undercut the manufacturer's version by two-thirds. Well, hell, it happens now. Look, I hear you, but it still bugs the hell out of me. It's like I have out, out there. You saw them the other I have bins upon bins of cables. But what happens when I do one of these, like... Uh, New installs, or maybe just, you know, try to rearrange something. Move that little box over here and take that little box and put it over there. Inevitably, I'll have to get another cable, another fastener, or screw bolt, or widget, or left-handed hammer. Well, there's your problem right there. You need the universal hammer. One size fits all, Padron. Yeah. The other thing is... <laughs> what? Nothing, man. Go, go, go. Well, all right. This recent USB-C format, it confuses the hell out of virtually everybody. Now, it, it shouldn't. You'd think on the surface it should be pretty easy. It's a little tiny connector made to connect all of your hard drives and printers and monitors and a bunch of other peripherals, even uh, household devices like uh, lighting, and it's supposed to do so with a significant improvement in transfer speed, right? And this was an attempt to somewhat bring all the sides of the computing world to a center point in terms of connectivity. They appear to have the same type of connector, but in reality, they're not. In some cases, the performance is so different that it's the difference between taking a bullet train somewhere and walking slowly with a limp while carrying a piano. Well, you know, now with this recent upgrade, uh, we, we, we have all that Thunderbolt stuff in there now. 
pretty damn fast. I mean, it's faster than Firewire or certainly regular USB. Right, right, of course. But not everything takes the Thunderbolt standard, even now. And this protocol has been around for years. So in many cases, you're actually downgrading the possible speeds because one end that looks identical to the other end of the device you're trying to connect to, but that device, despite looking and fitting exactly, is a ramp down in performance. It's maddening. Yeah, well, speaking of wars, this is just a prime example of the Mac-PC slapping contest that's been going on for years. As usual, it's the user that is in the middle of these turf wars and gets hit with all the debris from it. Well, let me tell you, there's one area that burns me up, bro. The rising cost of free porn? Wait a minute, is that a thing? (laughs) No. Oh, well, wow, scared me there for a second. No, uh, and I get it. I really do. Security is a major thing these days, and and we need to be as uh, locked up tight as we can get it. But, bro, for me, all these added security measures, all they seem to do is keep me out of my own shit. Yeah. I mean, how many times has that happened to you? You know, you're going to some site, like maybe your bank or whatever, and, and then for some damn reason, known only to the giant manis aliens overseeing this calamity, evidently, you can't log in. Then they present you with security questions, and suddenly, none of them seem to apply to you at all. So you're stuck until you wrangle some support person, usually on the other side of the world, who is speaking through a tube sock and asking you if your computer is plugged in. I hear you, Mr. Keynes. I I actually had that exact experience, minus the tube sock speaking customer support person. Yeah, and despite all those uh, protections, we still get hacked upside down and backwards. These companies are getting blasted into more and more lately. And I'll tell you the real clue is the amount of time that passes between the actual event of them getting blasted into and then the public notice that, oh, by the way, we were blasted into. A lot of times we're told about these data breaches like months after they occurred and uh, supposedly patched. Well, I guess that's some kind of weak effort to not get folks nervous about their uh, information being stolen. Yeah, well, bad plan, bro. Yeah. They get nervous anyway. Then half of the time you're sent these uh, apologies from the breached companies in the form of, you know, free offers to have your credit report monitored or some service that uh, watches out for your personal info being sniffed at. <laughs> well, <laughs> that too has happened to me. Yeah, me too. Like, like just six months ago, bro. I'm not sure what the solution is to this. I mean, I, like many folks, I use a, a, a password manager. I, I like one uh, password myself as it doesn't uh, track or use any funny embedded crap or otherwise misrepresent itself. I mean, with all the signing in and logging on we have to do every day, you need something to help manage uh, that uh, password flurry. And uh, no, he hasn't been paid for that one password plug. Uh, no, no, I have not. The point is... It's it's the world we live in, and it's it's a bit more of an effort 
living in it these days than ever before, despite the claims of wondrous technological advances and seemingly not getting any easier anytime soon. Well, uh, thanks so much for that optimistic message of hope and happiness. My pleasure. And now, a ray of sunshine. Yes, it's time once again to journey to the land of turquoise and pink, a place of baffling mysteries and imbecilic human behaviors, and things like this. Dateline, Miramar. Friends, here's a heartwarming story of a chap who became overcome with nostalgia for his alma mater and wanted to revisit it in the weirdest way possible. Possible. Security cameras at a South Florida high school show 21-year-old Matthew Crandall vandalizing Miramar High School over the course of 24 hours. <laughs> Footage shows Crandall causing flooding in the hallways, vandalizing classrooms, hallways, and walls causing approximately $100,000 in damages, according to police. During uh, the spree of destruction, Crandall was only wearing a hat and headphones. <laughs> Perfect. Wonder what was playing on the headphones. Break on through to the other side by the doors. <laughs> <laughs> Dateline! Seminole County. Uh, following along on the uh, same uh, uh, theme, friends, a man was arrested after uh, deputies say he broke into a school and then commenced to spread feces and cake frosting all over the place. <laughs> nice. He's got a sweet tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very creative decorator. Surveillance footage at Bear Lake Elementary School shows the man, identified as 25-year-old Christian Dominic Shea, jumping a fence on the property at uh, 2 a.m. Deputies found desks, chairs, and drawers of a uh, classroom covered in cake frosting. There was also a trail of frosting-covered footprints on the floor. There was an open can of frosting in the trash can, alongside a child's sweatshirt that was covered in both frosting and feces. There were also feces-covered hand and footprints on a window ledge where authorities say the uh, Florida man uh, broke in. Wait, so does that mean he was playing with the stuff before he broke in? <laughs> Such are the mysteries of the phantom froster, Mr. Keynes. <laughs> A stapler was found to be placed inside a toilet, and a feces-frosting-covered TV remote was in the bathroom. Outside the school, deputies discovered a laptop in the trash and a soiled pair of underwear hanging from a building. Employees at the school told uh, deputies they recognized the man from previous incidents at the school. He was arrested on charges of burglary, petty theft, property damage, and indecent exposure. Oh, so this guy was a repeat offender then. I saw what you did there, Mr. Keynes. Dateline, 
Melbourne Beach. And uh, here's one for the video game fan out there. I'm sure you can all relate to this, right? Uh, a 24-year-old man who uh, Brevard County Sheriff's deputy said pulled a large sword on his father and threatened a handyman after his gaming console was damaged from a power outage. Yeah, as you do, sure. <laughs> of course. It's especially natural when you run out of your antipsychotic medications. <laughs> uh, so it appears that uh, Siler Elroy Ballard of Melbourne was charged with uh, two counts of aggravated assault after deputies were called to investigate a disturbance at the home in the uh, 3200 block of Milwaukee. Jesus, maybe they should uh, leave a social security number in that article, too. <laughs> well, they are very thorough, these here reportage folks. Family members told deputies that Ballard had gotten upset after the handyman turned off power to the barn and disrupting the video game console's operation. The father told deputies that Ballard grabbed a large sword and said, I'm going to kill you, raising fears that he was going to use the weapon, reports show. Oh, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. A large sword? Like, right there, next to the Gatling gun and over by the Cat of Nine Tails collection. You know, the large sword, Gatling gun, Nazi submarine up on blocks in the barn is perfectly fine. Just don't say the word gay down there. Deputies went to the barn and surrounded the building after learning Ballard locked himself inside. Deputies say Ballard came outside and was taken almost immediately <laughs> into custody. Deputies then went inside the barn and uh, found the sword resting across a bed. Ballard denied threatening his father or the handyman. He was, of course, later booked into the Brevard County Jail complex. Now, you see, kids... Playing video games will make you want to lop the head off the handyman working at your barn. Case closed. Dateline! Okaloosa Island! Okay, this one is filled with intrigue, guile, and wit. Really? No, not at all. <laughs> all right, friends, picture this. It's early morning. The crickets are chirping. The frogs are croaking. The air is humid and clings to you like a rancid plastic bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then, silently, against the early morning light, two men appear. One wearing a black nose mask and sunglasses and carried a blowtorch. While the other wore a tan hat and a scarf around his face. He carried a crowbar. Oh, well, these two are clearly wanting to do a little muffler repair, that's all. Yeah. The two men stealthily made their way up to the second floor of the boardwalk building and, according to surveillance cameras, located the ATM up there. Then, one of the master criminals, the one with the crowbar, served as a lookout as the other nose mask guy proceeded to use the blowtorch to melt the hinges and locks of the ATM. Uh, this process went on for several minutes. And then, suddenly, and without warning, the two left the scene. When employees arrived the next morning, they found the ATM still closed, with the hinges welded shut. 
it would appear that the two succeeded in only making the money inside extra, extra safe. And that has been another episode in the Master Lock Mystery. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Dateline, Newport Ritchie. And lastly, but surely at the end, is this. A creepy, creepy story. Seriously, seriously, creepy. A man was caught crawling through the ceiling of a Pasco County Walmart. Well, of course, because he didn't want to face the greeter at the front entrance. <laughs> you know, I could dig it. Around 1 p.m., Walmart workers called 911 after spotting a man crawling through the ceiling. The Pasco County Sheriff's Office says the man did not obey deputies when they asked him to get down. Amanda Hunter with the Pasco County Sheriff's Office said, This is the type of thing where you never know what you're going to get in a day. Our deputies just never know what they're going to face. After verbal negotiations failed, the man was tased and detained. <laughs> deputies say he was unharmed. Shoppers were evacuated, and the store was closed for hours. The store was back open later that night, but investigators are still trying to figure out how and why a man got into the ceiling crawl space and refused to come down. It's going to be a long investigation. It seems like there's a lot to unpack here, Hunter said. The man, who has not been identified, was detained and taken to the hospital. Officials are testing him to see if he was under the influence of drugs or alcohol or if this was a mental health issue. At this point, he does not face any charges. Yeah, I saw what they did there, but uh, he actually did face some charges. About 50,000 volts, actually. <laughs> Shockingly true, Mr. Keynes. But you know, it's why we continue to implore to desperately seek the time-encrusted answer to the ages-old question... What the fuck, Florida? <laughs> yes, 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 and with that, friends, we'll call it a show. Pick up our overly oxidated patch cables and bite-mark-riddled speaker wires and scurry back under the mildewed rubber floor mat, but not before thanking our contributor to this edition of Fusebox, Eric Newsom, for exceptional ID-ification. Thanks as well to the nimble fingers of the king of crossovers, Milt Keynes, for uh, technical assistance and so forth and so on over there. A pleasure as always, and uh, folks, if you're listening to this as a podcast, uh, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to the thing and maybe give us a 7 out of 5 star rating, too. That does help the cause around here. It does indeed, friends, and uh, we would so appreciate it. And yes, but also, if you would like, visit thefuseboxshow.com for uh, any show swag and uh, I have been your talking in circles while squaring up the crowd, host Mark Rose, saying until our next cartoon. Fuse.